BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's the first big draft weekend of Fantasy Football 2023, and we are here to help. I am Paul Charchian. My co-hosts today are Brian Johnson and Scott Fish. Scott, I barely even know what you look like anymore. I know. I wasn't fired as most people thought. Thor did not replace me. I'm still here. Uh, it's touch and go. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. You know, you might, okay maybe, I don't want to bank on that quite yet. <laughs> maybe I spoke too soon. You might, you might want to be careful with that. So much great stuff to get to today. We're going to go through all the things we're learning in training camp, all 32 teams like we do at the start of every of our, all of our preseason shows. Mm-hmm. We're going to describe the toughest decision you need to make in every round, one through ten. When this this guy comes up, you're on the clock. This is the tough decision. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll go through three tough questions like we always do. Scott will take us through vacated targets. Mm. What are the teams that have a big opening for targets? Players who left their team from last year. Brian will talk to us about running back touches that are vacated. So these are opportunities that are up for grab for somebody new. Love it. Or some bodies. Oh, all right. Tipping your hand a little bit. Offensive lines, the best and worst. We care only about the best and the worst. The rest are in the middle. We'll talk about the ones you got to be careful about. And the ones that you want to be sure to uh, help. Um, help your favorite players, and then uh, we'll we'll give out our sleepers. So lots to get to. I, I love your analysis. Some are, you know, best, worst, and middle. <laughs> <laughs> and all, the other 
30, 22 teams just yeah. in the middle. Yep, right. there it is. That's right. All right, so let's let's break down what we've learned in training camps and preseason action from each of the teams. Scott, we're going to begin with you and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I guess the most recent news uh, this week, uh, the Arizona Cardinals acquired Josh Dobbs, who people are now speculating might be the, might have a chance to start over Colt Eight McCoy one. to start yeah. the season. Uh, that's the big no big news. Dobbs and McCoy basically become last round Superflex draft picks. Dobbs and McCoy, that sounds like a whiskey bar. I think Should- it sounds like a law firm. Oh, that too. That too. That. Um, I think. I think uh, with all the trades the Cardinals have made, they're on their way to Caleb Williams next year. Uh, that all signs point that way. <laughs> yeah. Although Houston, that Houston pick isn't going to be worth as much as people think. I'm telling you, Houston's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Brian, what have we learned from the Atlanta Falcons training camp and preseason? Falcons played the Steelers on Thursday night. They were shut out, but none of their starters played. But that means B. John Robinson should have played in that game because he's still listed number three <laughs> at running back on their depth chart. Uh, he's not their, their third running back. But again, pardon me, would you have any gray poupon? <laughs> okay, very nice Bichon. addition to Bichon. the yeah. Bijan Robinson. Mm. He's going to be the starter, but again, be a little wary. I don't know. Arthur Smith, he's a, a pain in the ass when it comes to fantasy football. So If Tyler anyone Algier, can make a fantasy, potential fantasy star not perform, it's him. <laughs> it is. So, uh, again, Bijan is going top three among running backs. Will he live up to that ADP? Only time will tell. In Baltimore, this roster is filled with injured guys on the mend who we don't have really any data on, so it's frustrating, but that's the scenario we've got. You're going to have to largely draft on faith with J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Mm -hmm. Bateman, and OBJ. None are expected to get any preseason in-game action at all. Dobbins says he's in great shape. He said that last preseason, too. Uh, (laughs) Rashad Bateman says he's 99% recovered, so he left the door open just a little bit. I'm saying there's a chance. Uh, and OBG, OBJ seems to be trending towards the start of the season. But it's troubling hours. to me that OBJ, we're this far into training camp, and OBJ's still getting like two days of rest off. He's had 18 months of rest off I pretty know. much. I'm, I'm nervous about I don't like I don't like guys rolling into the season and needing rest at this stage. Let's go to the Buffalo Bills. What have we learned? Running back room stuff. Uh, the Bills believe James Cook can be a bell cow. They also signed Ty Johnson this week to replace Naheem Hines' role of 1.2 touches <laughs> per game. Uh, Damian Harris returned to practice for some limited work. We're not sure when he's going to be ready yet. All right, Carolina, what do we learn there? DJ Chark dealing with a hamstring injury right now. Sadly, the song remains the same with Chark. Hasn't played a full season in his career just 15 games played over the last two years for yeah. DJ Chark. So looks like your guy Adam Thielen is is the wide receiver to to roster right now based on ADP. Jonathan Mingo certainly in the mix, of course, but DJ Chark looking a little iffy for week one. Mingo's had some really good and yeah, really bad plays at various times. We'll we'll see how that pans out, but I feel like Thielen's being dramatically underdrafted. Like six. A lot of round. available targets there. A lot. Right. Well, well maybe we'll talk more about maybe that later will. in the show. In Chicago, hard to draft Chase Claypool, but he is the starting receiver on an emerging <sighs> offense here. Uh, he's been down with a hamstring injury since August 9th, but they say he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Who might not be, though? Key offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins has a leg injury. His availability for the starter is not clear. And last thing I'll mention about Chicago, based on preseason action, the Bears' backfield looks like a true committee. Khalil Herbert probably is the is the starter. <laughs> uh, but I, 
It, it may not matter. Roshan Johnson's had some sizzling moments, but it's unclear how big his role is going to be early in the season. They've both had some really good moments. I, they both ranked highly on the Scoot Index for me. So, Ooh, oh, very big on the Scoot Index. Big, You're very a big, big Scoot Index yes, guy. Yes. If there's nothing I like to index more <laughs> than Scoots, Cincinnati. What have we learned? Uh, sounds like Chris Evans will take the backup role, but also the pass game work, uh, lightening the load a little bit for Joe Mixon, who was not found not guilty this last week of aggravated menacing. We'll see if that brings any kind of suspension. Sometimes even not guilty verdicts bring that with the NFL. And you still got a pending legal case over the shooting of a neighbor mm-hmm. boy. So that's still out there. Yeah. <sighs> it's never quite easy with Joe Mixon. Cleveland Browns. What have we learned, Brian? Jerome Ford could be ready for week one. He suffered a hamstring injury a couple weeks ago. He was an intriguing backup option uh, for, for Nick Chubb, of course, but Cleveland didn't bring in any, any you know, backup or running back uh, help uh, while Ford was out. His ADP, Jerome Ford's, that is, has dropped more than two rounds over yeah. the last two weeks. I think one of the, the must handcuffs if you draft Nick Chubb, but also an enticing just stash play. He's going to have a role in this offense when healthy, even if Chubb if Chubb is healthy. So uh, just keep your eye on Jerome Ford. He's uh, coming at a great discount right now. I'm certainly scooping scooping up some shares. Dallas Cowboys Dak Prescott said that tight end Jake Ferguson will become, quote, a big-time player in this league. I'm into. Ferguson is atop the depth chart ahead of rookie Luke Schoonmacher. And Dalton Schultz was, you know, was the starter, obviously. He's gone. Um, Ferguson could walk into at least Schultzian production Mm -hmm. and so there is a lot of upside for a guy going off the board very late we'll talk about that one later too that sounds like a a spot for some vacated targets denver broncos what have we learned uh two pass game notes jerry judy expected to miss several weeks after i drafted him twice this week (laughs) i mean sorry my my bad (laughs) you should have known i may have cursed him actually that's probably how it worked you should have been bleeding the clock if you were drafting him i i I drafted smith and jigba a couple times last week so like (laughs) maybe maybe i'm just guilty of this do not draft damian pierce this week (laughs) i will try not to uh it's a hamstring injury for him and those can linger they already lost Hamler and Tim Patrick, so it'll be a lot of Tim Sutton. And this week, Sean Payton mentioned that Greg Dulcich will play the Joker role, moving all over the formation to exploit mismatches, which I found a little interesting. Yeah, interesting it, yeah, comment okay. there. You know, we get this stuff every preseason. I know. Some player, they're like, oh, we're going to utilize <laughs> yeah. them all over the field. And what that most usually means is like two plays. Or, you know, or in Dulcich's case, he'll move to all the spots of the wide receivers who can't play yeah, in maybe, week one. Maybe. I'm to, out on Dulcich. To tack on to oh, that. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not I'm not in on Dulcich. I'm just yeah. reporting what was said. I understand. Tack on to that real quick. Marquez Callaway, a deep dart throw. Keep your eye on. Hmm. What, former Saint. Yeah. Sean mm-hmm. Payton. Kind of liked him as a, just a straight vertical you know, speed guy. He made some sweet catches, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit Lions. What did we learn, Brian? Amon Ross St. Brown returned to practice on Wednesday. Uh, suffered a scare last week with an ankle injury. We know you love Sun God, Scott. Most of us do. He's, he's in line for a great year. He's my year. number five wide receiver. Do you have him even higher than that? I don't know. Okay. I would have to check. All right. If he wasn't I, stopped no, at the one-yard line. I do because I've been t- I took him in the first round last week in the in league. Uh, I've taken him first yeah. round of guillotine leagues, but those yep. are eighteen. Those are eighteen. Yeah. You know, teams. I took him one eleven in the league. Wow, last week. I like it. We I mentioned jump. it last week. He got stopped at the one yard line like five or six times last year. If that didn't happen, he would. He's probably wide receiver three. But uh, that could be. A, and quickly though, no one's talking about 
what, what other wide receiver to draft. People are still drafting Jamison Williams, who's going to miss the first six games by week, week nine. So you get two games in the first nine weeks from Jamison Williams. People need to start talking about Josh Reynolds in my mind. Yeah, Marvin Jones going ahead of Reynolds, but Jones is dust. Josh Reynolds should be getting drafted in the later rounds right now. Yeah, this could be a top five, top seven scoring offense, and their number two receiver is going undrafted. I think you're wrong about Jamison Williams. He averages 41 yards per catch, and he scores on every play. (laughs) Against the Vikings, yes. He scores on every parlay play or (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, had to do it, Jamison. Boom. Green Bay Packers, Romeo Dobbs looks like the best receiver in Green Bay. He's had the strongest OTAs, training camp, preseason games. He scored in the first preseason game, then in the second preseason game, put up 42 yards on a reception. His ADP, Romeo Dobbs, way down at wide receiver 61, going off the board in round 15. If only he was as fast as Luke Musgrave, though. (laughs) If only. (laughs) Um, If it comes down to that, you know, we did the teammates game last week. Christian Watson's ADP is is round five, wide receiver 24. Mm -hmm. Give me Dobbs at wide receiver 61 in round 15. Absolutely. I think he's a better all-around receiver. Doesn't have the same upside. Let's go to the Houston Texans. Scott, what have we learned? C.J. Stroud is being listed as the starter, but no definitive announcement yet. But I think we can all pretty much assume that's going to happen. Damian Pierce played 100% of the first team's 14 offensive snaps in their last preseason game, netting 1.5 fantasy points. I'm just joking because Charge is here. Yes. <laughs> didn't get didn't get much on those, but I love that he's playing every single snap and he looks to be a, a bell horse or a work cow or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I think I think my horse is gone. I, no, or my uh, my cow is gone. We had the cowbell, but it didn't. We had a broken cowbell. Yeah, um, and all He's kinds at the of state problem. fair. Do we still have one in the room? We used to have one in the room. Yeah, we used to have the the cowbell somebody sent us, which yeah. was awesome. We had a fantasy football weekly cowbell because we had a listener who made cowbells. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Amazing. Indianapolis Colts, Brian. What have we learned? Uh, a new twist in the the Jonathan Taylor saga. He's been uh, granted permission to seek a trade. So I don't think the Colts are actually trying to trade him they're just saying go ahead and try it try and find someone who wants to trade for you in our ridiculous first round pick demands his his deadline no they will not get that his deadline is supposedly tuesday to get a deal done i don't know is this the new way teams are operating they did that with lamar jackson they're like it's and then they sign him and then they did that with austin eckler okay go find a trade and they didn't and they resign him is i think what happens is Jonathan Taylor's people go to the Colts. They say, trade us. And the Colts come back two days later and go, nobody wants you. And they go, ha, we think plenty of people want him. Let us go for work out a trade. And so then they call 31 teams and try to find a landing spot for Jonathan Taylor. And I mm-hmm. think that's I think that's what's happened here. Now, the reason I think Taylor's got a, a better chance of moving than most players here is these two sides do not like each other. It's yep. emotional. Yeah. The team does not want Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor does not want to be on that team. And that provides a motivation to get him out of Indy that – is that you don't normally get say when Austin Eckler is looking for more money and right, it's like right. you know I'll, you know I'll go wherever I have to go to get more money they Dol- like Austin Eckler he's a good dude Dolphins anybody Dolphins uh Jacksonville Jaguars let's go there not the Dolphins not, no I'm just saying Dolphin J- Taylor to the Dolphins they've been inter- interested I, I know, this but I don't want that in a rookie draft filled with elite tight end prospects Jaguars tight end Brenton Strange has the highest rookie PFF grade of the preseason. Nobody even totally off radars. Now, he's just a deep dynasty stash because they re-signed Evan Ingram to a fat new deal. Uh, but you never know, and, you know, stranger things have happened. So, uh, and then uh, with more with the Jaguars later, we might talk about a certain running back a little later. This oh, year. boy. 
Let's get a couple more teams. In. How can we go a show without you talking about a Jaguars running back, though? It's a specific oh, one. And it is. Uh, it is. Oh, yeah. It is not going to happen. I don't think. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Scott. Isaiah Pacheco finally practicing in fall after offseason torn labrum and broken hand surgeries. Hey, we're like twins. I've torn my labrum and broken my hand. And like Tony Pollard. be a chief. Tony Pollard broke his fibula last year. I've broken my – I'm basically an NFL running back. <laughs> so many similarities. It's uncanny. Um, anyway, Pacheco may finally play in the third preseason game to get some game action reps, but you should feel a little better about drafting him now. Las Vegas Raiders, Brian. So Josh Jacobs has not officially signed his franchise tag yet, but they, no. they, they expect him to. Yeah. But something worth keeping an eye on. And also Aiden O'Connell, rookie quarterback, yeah. might take Jimmy G's job. It's shall, But super flex leagues, great last round pick. Mustache right now, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Would you rather have Aiden O'Connell or DTR? Mm, they're both backups now. They're both backups now. DTR Thompson Robinson has got down to run. Uh, that's his, that's his nickname. Oh, DTR. I like, oh, I like that. I like that. When we come back, we'll continue to fill you in on what we've learned in training camps, plus plenty more to go between now and the end of the show. Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson. Scott Fish with you. You can get my cheat sheet available for free. GuillotineLeagues.com. And while you're there, it's the funnest, freshest way to play fantasy football. We are all in multiple guillotine leagues. I've got two graph drafts going right at this moment. I'm on the clock, in fact, in one of them. I need to I need to make a move. It's, your, it's a league you and I are in, Scott. I know. I'm on, I'm on the clock. It'd be nice if I'd, I'd actually... Make a pick, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's tough for you though because I, I stole Damian Pierce from you. Yeah, and the whole league, thing. So that's right. The whole thing went it's bad unraveled. For, yeah, the whole draft strategy unraveled when you did that. Well, thanks for the invite. <laughs> I'll take it as you guys are just scared. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, that too. Uh, guillotine leagues. You know how it works. You start the season with eighteen, well, up to eighteen teams because there's eighteen uh, weeks in the season. No head-to-head. Instead, every week the low-scoring team gets chopped. All their players go to the waiver wire while the rest of us build superstar rosters. All you have to do is not finish last in any week of the season. Lots of fun. Totally new way to play. GuillotineLeagues.com. Let's go back to the things we've learned in training camp and preseason games. The Los Angeles Rams. I think I think we're up next, Los Angeles. Sure, Let's I'll do that. the Rams, and you can you can sure. figure it out over there. Right, uh, Cooper Cup resumed practice this week and said, if there was a game today, he could play, which uh, which which tracks with what a lot of the doctors have said uh, about his injury. It's looking like it's also looking like Kyron Williams not may not just take over the RB two role. He could take over the pass game work as yeah, well for the Rams. Kyron Williams, Bri- Brian Sleeper from last week. I've bookmarked your comments from last week in my yeah, head Chargers. i'm coming he, for you he looked Don't mundane worry. last year that is a, that is a stone cold fact los angeles chargers the battle to back up austin eckler appears to be tilting towards isaiah spiller who's looked better in game action and quentin johnson has looked very sharp both in practice and game action he's shaping up to be the team's third receivers early as week one you might have skipped over me I did not. okay i just i started with the wrong team oh, my, miami no, dolphins well we talked about it earlier it was all it's all about they are the, the apparently the front runner to trade for Jonathan Taylor right now, which would certainly muck up the, the Dolphins' backfield and likely the, the Colts' backfield because you would have to imagine that one or two running backs would be shipped over back to uh, the Colts if Taylor were to be traded to the Dolphins. So we'll just have to see what happens there. All right, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, when he's not dinged up, Jordan Addison continues to impress. He's making acrobatic catches. Mm-hmm. He's beating coverage. He's winning contested catches. He looks like a lock to start Week One in the role that Adam Thielen left behind. And he's going to face single coverage all season. He could be sitting on a very big yep. year, and he could also be sitting on Adam Thielen's goal-to-go routes. Mm. Thielen, an elite pass catcher in the end zone in short yardage. Yep. That Those routes could go to Addison. TJ Hawkinson's been dealing with an ear infection and a back issue. He's on track to start the opener, though. Minnesota lost 18 goal-to-go attempt, pass attempts. Wow. That's, that's, mostly that's... Thielen. Yep, yep. That's, that's some opportunity. Uh, Seventh-round rookie Dwayne McBride is getting drafted in some leagues. It, the, he may not have a roster spot. I don't spot. even and get this, it. To this point, I've talked not, about this for weeks. Good, so notice on that. Let's go to the New England Patriots. Uh, not much here. I think the only notable thing is uh, Mike Gusecki has returned to practice for those very large or deep leagues that are drafting Patriots tight ends, apparently. Mm. <laughs> I'm assuming you touched on the Ezekiel Elliott stuff last yeah, week. so We did. Yeah, All right. let's move. We'll move on. New Orleans Saints, what have we learned, Brian? 
you're excited about this charge. Rashid Shahid returned yeah, to baby. practice. Yeah, baby. On Wednesday, he was dealing with a groin injury. Somewhat limited return, but hopefully he's good to go week one. But Michael Thomas continues to look pretty good in camp. So there are some intriguing weapons hmm. in New Orleans, aside from Alvin Kamara until week four. But uh, Michael <laughs> Thomas would be, would, nice, would be nice to see him return to somewhat of his uh, his prime. New York Giants' Darren Waller has looked very natural in this offense. He's the best receiver on the team. Tight end three. Uh, he's my tight end three. There we go. Uh, historically, he's been very productive inside the five-yard line. Since 2020, Darren Waller has turned 11 targets into seven touchdowns. That is a high conversion rate. We love that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to mention, Isaiah Hodgins. This is a Brian Johnson early tout from this offseason. He's a lock to start on the outside where he's going to avoid that log jam of slot receivers like Paris Campbell and Wendell Robinson and Cole Beasley and Jamison Crowder. So there's that. And Hodgins has looked very polished in preseason action. So Love him. Yep, mm-hmm. he's, I think he's a, he's a really intriguing sleeper. Let's go to the New York Jets. Wide receiver room stuff. Uh, Corey Davis retired, opening up the death depth chart a tiny crack like a very little itty bitty crack for a few targets there al nazard expected to be ready for week one after his mm-hmm. ac joint sprain a few weeks ago and uh beat writers are claiming randall cobb could play a big role in the offense after a good daytime nap hitting the buffet and, <laughs> and playing with his grandkids yeah, still right. That's right. <laughs> come on out there and having dinner at four o'clock <laughs> yep. at old country buffet yep. that's probably randall cobb still <laughs> has the dreamiest eyes in the nfl though <laughs> he's 10 years younger than be. Why am I making these jokes? Philadelphia Eagles, what have we learned, Brian? The Eagles played the Colts on Thursday night. No one of note suited up for Philly except for Dan Arnold. Oh, oh boy. That's of note. Caught two passes for 10 yards. Also a beautiful block near the stripe that got Trey Sermon oh, into the end zone. All but cementing his spot on the roster. Oh, but in gosh. all seriousness, if you're drafting Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. which is I, I'm all for that. Yep. You, there's no need to draft another tight end, really. <laughs> okay. Because you're going to ride Goddard up until their Week 10 bye. But if something were to happen to Dallas Goddard, Dan Arnold is going to be – you laugh now. I, He's going to be a viable option I, in that Eagles offense. You've been proven so, right so many it's, times it's, on Dan Arnold. Why would we doubt you? Let's let's conservatively say there are 5,000 fantasy football podcasts and, and shows out there. We talk about Dan Arnold more than all of them. Yeah, we are number combined. one. Combined. your Dan Arnold leader. <laughs> if I'm, I'm handcuffing anybody, it's going to be Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, a, my, that, that's a sheep that's move. My tight end. That's my Dan tight end. Arnold is. Oh, uh, it is. It's a sheep it's move. Gonna, it's going to come up. locking up that handcuff. All right. Oh, they are. Steelers, the first team offense, they've concluded their preseason. The first team offense. Looks good. Five drives, Looks five good. touchdowns. Yeah. Kenny Pickett looks notably more comfortable and poised in the pocket. Allen Robinson, and this is something Brian talked about, I don't know, maybe a month ago. He's locked in as the starter. Mm-hmm. Now, look, it was bad last year, and they needed him, and I'm not very optimistic, but, you know, you're in deep enough leagues where you're just trying to find starters at wide receiver. Allen Robinson's going to be one yep. of the, it's gonna be one of the starters. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's go to San Francisco. Uh, set their QB depth chart as QB1 Purdy, QB2 Darnold, QB3 Trey Lance to the surprise of literally nobody who knows ball. Uh, the 49ers may explore options for Trey Lance, so he might see another team. We'll see. Well, his name is quite literally three, right? Trey. Trey. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it, Writing it was on the wall itself, all right? along. Seattle Seahawks. What have we learned, Brian? 
Unfortunately, Jackson Smith and Jigba broke his wrist last week in a preseason action, underwent surgery earlier this week, out an estimated three to four weeks. That's sort of a ballpark timetable. Undraftable in guillotine leagues. The Seahawks have a round, uh, week five bye. So you, I doubt we see JSN until week six, in my, my personal non-medical opinion. But uh, a risky pick in guillotine leagues for sure. But his for ADP sure. has has slid, but I think it makes sense that they hold him out through that week five bye. So I think it's we're looking at a two-month absence for, for uh, the highest-touted rookie wide receiver right now. Hmm. In Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield named the starter, and he's got a pretty soft set of matchups early in the season. Week one against Minnesota's rebuilt pass defense, and there's a, four of his first six starts for Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, strongly positive matchups. So, you know, I could see him in super flex, or he might be mm-hmm. our... Uh, take a chance on me quarterback from uh, time to time in that first six weeks of games for Baker Mayfield. Uh, But I also want to mention this bad news on the hoped return for Tampa Bay center, Ryan Jensen. You remember last year, he suffered an ACL an MCL and a PCL and then decided not to have surgery because he's 32 years old and he was contemplating retirement. He's, and he's trying to come back after no surgery and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. They, He's not able to fly, so they can't travel with him right now. So, you know, an already bad offensive line could get a lot worse if Ryan Jensen's not able to go this year, and that could be the case in Tampa. Tennessee Titans. Scott. Traylon Burks now uh, injured, may not be ready for week one. And uh, Kyle Phillips also down and may miss several weeks into the season. Mm. Giving uh, giving way to uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Chica Conku maybe possibly feasting early in the next in the first few weeks of the season. Chig needs to hold the balls that are thrown to him. That would be helpful. Yes. I, yeah. Tajay Spears also looking good, likely the backup and yeah, and for sure. downfield pass routes, a lot of them in camp. Spears is fascinating, oh, isn't he? Gosh. Man. Oh. Vikings joint practices, man, he looked good. Washington Commanders are final stop. Wide receiver Terry McLaurin now uncertain for week 1 after suffering a turf toe injury in the Monday night game against the Ravens, a game the commanders were treating like the Super Bowl. I'm just like screaming at my TV. They played their starters. They played their starters, yeah. and they played them too hard. Like Sam Howell, like trying to run in a touchdown, standing upright, almost got killed. Why Yohan are you Dots- denigrating Sam Howell? I'm not denigrating him. I'm saying put him in bubble wrap. They've lost McLaurin for the, the short term, so... I know it's an offense we're all excited about, but Terry McLaurin looking very dicey mm. for week one. Diami Brown. No, Brown John Dotson. John Dotson. Well, we John. all know that. We all know that. But oh, Diami Brown. Dotson. I'm, I took him over Terry McLaurin this week. Yep. That's our angle. I rank him there. Yep. I'm not saying Brown over Dotson. Dotson, of course, but Brown now in, now in the mix. If right. McLaurin's dinged up. When we come back, the toughest decision you're going to need to make in every round will help you walk through tricky spots in your fantasy draft when we come back. Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Here's an idea for your league. Take your regular old standard fantasy league. Take all the same people. Run a shadow guillotine league. Same people. See if you get the same outcome. Totally different way to play. All the same people you already like in your private league. We've got private leagues at just $3 per team. So it's cheap, cheap to play. Wow. Yeah. And why not? Super fun. You already like those people in theory. Maybe tolerate, I should get my tolerate those to do people. It. Yeah, baby. Mm. Now we're talking. Riff Raff would be very big into that. Not totally <laughs> clear which he one would. that is. He would. But yes, I think he'd be totally into that. Toughest decision every round. I want to go through each round of the draft. Well, it depends on how long your draft is. And talk about the hardest decision and tell me which way you're going in each round. Now, depending on where you pick in each round, you may or may not have each of these facing option, each of these dilemmas right. where you pick. But uh, based on... Today's average draft position, these are all players that are going in these rounds. We begin in round one. Do you trust Cooper Cup to return to form? We begin with Scott. Yes. Health-wise, many injury specialists like Stefani Bell and many others have said he'll be fine, is fine and is on track. Uh, he himself said this week he could play right now if if – if it, if it called upon it, I think he'll be just fine. He was second last year in fantasy points per game behind only Justin Jefferson. And that was a fairly bad offense last year. Yeah. So I, I, I feel fine about taking him in the first. I, I have other options. I rank him like sixth. So like I have other options I'd rather have, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be fine with it. Is it one of the on Ross St. Brown? It is. Okay. Yeah. So you know, the way I said it is, can you trust Cooper Cup? You say yes. yes. I can trust Brian. 
Round one, can I trust Cooper Cup to return to form? I can't fully trust him. I know I'm not the ankle injury that cut his season short last year, not a concern. He suffered a, a hamstring injury a couple weeks ago in camp, obviously not related to the ankle. But Cup just turned 30 years old. That's mm. getting a little old. And if we're talking returning to form of mm-hmm. triple crown form in 2021 when he led the, the league in catches, yards, and touchdowns, uh, receiving, of course, I'm not so sure. I'm not saying he can't, but 100% guarantee, not for me. And guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Garrett Wilson, I'm a little more comfortable drafting them over Cooper Cup right now mm. in a vacuum. Part of the reason I trust Cooper Cup is the entire offense is built around him. It's really got to be. And Sean McVay has proven repeatedly that he can do that. He can scheme an offense to get Cooper Cup open, and he's their he's their mm-hmm. offense. You know, it it comes it it moves entirely through Cooper Cup, and yep. because he's such an important part of that, if you take the health off the table and it looks like he's going to be okay, I got to trust Cooper Cup. Let's go to round two. Does Derrick Henry have one last good year left in him, Brian? I have to say, quite the ding there. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know where that came I from. I wonder if that's mine. It, it might says, have been It yours. says mine is muted, so uh, I don't know. That was weird. I, no, I, that was I, me. I, that was, okay, I, all right, Robbie, fessing up. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> I, I want him to, but I have to say he doesn't because he was my love the player, hate the ADP running back from last week. 29 years old in 200-something days. I forget what it was, but it's seven more days from what I, I said last <laughs> week. Um, Tajay Spears... We all, most of us saw his electric touchdown run against the Vikings last week. Arguably the best backup running back Tennessee has had since Derrick Henry has been their starter. And the Titans, this isn't Henry's fault. These 32nd ranked offensive line by pro football focus right now. It's not like the glory days from a few years ago. So I'm going to, I want him to have one good year left in him, but I'm going to play it as if he doesn't. You got to fear the cliff at his age and with that poor offensive line and just, an overall dull offense that's uh, scaring me. So I'm going to say, no, he doesn't, but I hope I'm wrong. Scott, does Derrick so, Henry have one good year left in him, second round? So good, probably. Great, I don't think so. Mm. Um, so second round, I, ju- I just can't. <laughs> I cannot pull that trigger with the other options that are out there. Uh, Jer- or, uh, Brian basically stated several of the things that I was going to say. You know, Tajay Spears taking the downfield running routes. All that pass game work he got last year, that was a one-year-in-his-career mm-hmm. anomaly that Tajay Spears is going to take away from him. Uh, the offensive line was mentioned. Good year, maybe. Not a great year. Not a second-round running back year. He'll continue to get goal line work, and right. that that counts for something. The and he led the league in twenty plus yard rushes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, so. it's it. But there were too many times last year when I was watching Derrick Henry, saying to myself, "That ain't the same guy that I had seen in the years before. That ain't him. That is not him. I don't know who that guy is, but it's you know, okay. It's Derrick Henry because there's nobody else built like Derrick Henry. Yeah, I was gonna say he him. he looks I'm, very unique. That's impressive. That I'm, I'd that. rather get out one year too early than one year too late because by getting out one year too early, I can just go take CD Lamb instead. Right. Round three. How much will Zeke impact Ramondre Stevenson? Scott. It's not none, but it's also not a bowel loosening sense of ex- level of ex- existential level dread. dread. It's some. He's a better pass blocker. He's a better goal line and short yardage back at least the last two years. The numbers bear that out. He's like top five. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think he's the better pass catcher anymore, maybe in the past, but not recently. He hasn't been as efficient the last couple of years, but it's in the skill set. Uh, I think Stevenson's no, it's not like he's 
taking those roles either because Stevenson is no slouch in those areas. It's not like, right. uh, you know, Brian Robinson to McKissick last year type situation where one is a clear role. Stevenson can do those things. Zeke is just going to take some of it. I will say, I don't think Zeke takes as much as Harris did last year. So maybe it is none. Maybe it is none. I'm going to go back to none because okay. I think Zeke takes a little less than Harris did last year. All right. Let's, uh, Brian, round three. How much does Zeke impact Ramondre Stevenson? Third round ADP. Well, there is an impact because before signing Zeke, mm. Ramondre was a late second round pick. Now he's mid to late third. Mm. So the impact it, is there. But he, I'm buying that dip. So I'm be, essentially with Scott where I'm not too worried about Zeke. He will factor in at the goal line a little bit, but not so much in the past game. So Yeah, the impact is on what we thought of Stevenson three weeks ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Three weeks ago, I not was, compared to I last was all year. in on, on Stevenson. Right. I think Adam is like running back six. So, yeah. I mean, I was, I was all yeah. in. Yeah. So uh, mi- minimal minimal impact for me though. I still think Ramondre yeah. has top five running back potential, even with Zeke in town now. Allow me to elucidate the goal line impact here. Ramondre Stevenson has not been very good at the goal line. Career numbers mm. about thirty five percent converting carries inside the five into touchdowns last year. Just two of twelve attempts inside the five turned into touchdowns for Stevenson. Meanwhile, Zeke obviously awesome. 46 career touchdowns from inside the five. Top five in the NFL in conversion rate in short yardage and goal line situations over the last two years. You know, Zeke has always been good there. He'll be good there yep. now. And that w- what worries me about Stevenson is he's sitting on a, another six touchdown season. That would, you know, that would pull that would pull the overall productivity yeah. down quite so a bit. So it's some. Round four. If I take Justin Fields in round four, am I getting the same upside as Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen? But two rounds later, Brian. Rushing wise, yes, Fields might have the highest upside of the of those three. But passing wise, uh, so overall, I don't know. Granted, Fields had no one to throw to last year. They've got DJ Moore now. That helps things. But Fields was under three thousand passing yards last year. Allen and Hurts guaranteed four thousand yards if healthy, at least bare minimum. And I don't think we see that from Fields. As a passer, I expect his numbers to, to go up. So not the same upside. It's close, but you're gonna you're gonna have more upside with Hertz and Allen overall rushing and, and passing. Scott, if mm-hmm. I take Fields in round four, am I getting the same upside as Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen have? But I'm doing it two rounds later. I, I like the phrase in this because the downside is remarkably different. <laughs> right. It's very different uh, downside. As for the upside, yes. uh just based on last year, Justin Fields would have to add a thousand plus passing yards and eight to ten more passing touchdowns just to get to their level last year. Mm-hmm. And last year wasn't even Josh Allen's best year, so his upside's even more than last year. And Jalen Hurts, I think he's got more upside than he had last year because twenty-two passing touchdowns with more weapons. I think he can actually do better this year. I don't think it's the same upside, but it might be closer than some people think. Um, it, I guess my answer is no. It's not. It's not the same upside. It doesn't quite reach there. It's not quite the same. Yeah, but it's not that far off it's on not, a pure it, upside. Exactly, it's not that far yep. off. If we get roughly the same output from Hertz and Allen that we had last year, right? Let's go to round five. The last of the elite tight ends fall into round five. That's Kittle, Goddard, Waller, all going off the board. Round five. Scott and I love Waller. Yep. Do I need to grab one here? Do I, do I have to take one of them, one of the three? If I don't have a tight end yet and it's round five, those guys are here. Do I have to take one? Scott? I love the phrasing of this question because I answered something similar earlier this week on another show, and I said virtually this exact quote. 
In round five, Waller is an auto smash. Mm -hmm. I absolutely take my tight end three right there in Waller because I feel like there's a slight drop-off, and then there's a huge drop-off of other guys. I just, you know, I'm going to have to piece something together. I want I want Waller and his, his upside there. Brian, it's round five. The last of the elite tight ends are falling in here. Do you have to grab one here? I love Darren Waller, too, by the way. Oh, Lest you that. forget, 2019, okay. one of my sleepers, unknown Darren Waller. I said go out and draft Darren Waller in the last round. That, I, yeah, ultimate peacock there. Come on. I, I actually played a league with Dal- Darren Waller. So. Oh, there you go. Who, what, who do you not play in a league with, Scott? <laughs> Charge didn't even hear that. I now, played a league with Now, now back to your question. Do you need to grab one? No. It would be nice to grab one. I don't think you need to grab one just because I love Gerald Everett so much, and he's got top eight potential. So you can get him much later. And there are some other intriguing options later on. Chego Conquo, mm-hmm. before mentioned, I think he's got a ton of upside. Jawan Johnson, I don't think is getting enough love in New Orleans. So it depends on the, the ebbs and flow of every draft. It'd be nice to get one of those guys, especially Waller. But to me, I don't think you need to grab one. And I know you're going to disagree with me, Charge, but it's okay. Not the first I, time. Let's just say it's, it's, it's week eight. I'm playing against Brian. I've got Darren Waller. He's sloughed the tight end position to Gerald Everett. It's Sunday morning. I'm rolling out of bed with a bounce in my step because I've got the second highest scoring tight end in fantasy football. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brian Sphincter tightening on Sunday morning because is this the typical game we're going to get out of Gerald Everett that we've gotten most of his career? Is this going to be one of those two-catch, 18-yard games that Gerald Everett loves to give you? And it certainly could be. They All he is is the fifth receiving option on his team. He's going to have down games. You don't want to have to roll into every Sunday wondering about whether or not your tight end, Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, Juwan Johnson, whoever, is sitting on a one-catch game. Well, if you're basing this scenario off last year, Darren Waller is inactive in week eight, so (laughs) there's that. Round six, Deshaun Watson is going in this round. If I take him, should I immediately be drug tested? Brian. Absolutely. Like all tests, not just drug tests. Like this is one of the worst. Pick- Full mental capacity. This is one of the, wor- right the, the wor- worst picks you can make. Um, Watson is going off the board at QB9 at this point. And it, this is after the, the top two tiers are gone, which ends at um, Trevor Lawrence as, as pick 63. Watson is going as pick 86. But you, you don't want to be the taking the first guy in this third tier where you can get Anthony Richardson around later, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins coming off the board cheaper than Deshaun Watson, who you don't know what we're getting with Deshaun Watson anymore. You're not getting the 2019 version of him with the Texans. No, just don't do it. It's round six, Scott. Deshaun Watson's going off the board this round. If I take him, should I be drug tested? You're taking the guy who averaged 183 yards and one touchdown per game last year? Like, Mm -hmm. no. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean... I wouldn't I wouldn't drug test you, but also he's not even a single digit round pick for me. I don't understand his ADP at all. I understand that he's you know, the the offense is supposed to be more opened up for him this year and he's been given the keys to the kingdom and whatnot, but absolutely not. I don't know that he's the top five potential guy that he used to be in Houston. Um I do, and the answer's no. Okay. Also, if um if I'm gonna be drug tested, no, you can't hold the cup. <laughs> Round seven. I wasn't asking that. Are we sure David Montgomery's going to take all those Jamal Williams goal line carries, Scott? No. I mean, like, 
all of them 38 carries on goal to go plays last year like if he got 30 that would be amazing now if the question was you know is he gonna get half of them and convert convert a third of them for seven touchdowns i'm okay with that but no he's not gonna get 38 carries on goal to go plays all right brian it's round seven are we sure david montgomery's gonna get all those jamal williams goal line carries He's not going to get as many carries uh, as Williams did, like Scott. No, said. the question is all of them. <laughs> he's going. It, well, how it's worded, he's going to get all of them for the Lions. It's not going to be Jameer okay. Gibbs. And I got to, I got to steal some stats from uh, Jamie Calandro mm, uh, like on Jamie. Twitter. Yeah, Jamie's a good guy. Jamar, uh, Jameer Gibbs, negative .55 rush yards over expectation in college is the worst of any top 25 running back prospect over the last three years. Wow. That By the way, bad. he's sub 200 pounds, so he's not built for goal line work. No. He has a stuff rate over 25%, which is not good at all. It's going to be Montgomery at the goal line. Not hating on Gibbs too much. He's going to be a fine player, intriguing PPR Prospect going to be utilized all over the field, but Montgomery's going to be the guy at the goal line. Gibbs does rate highly on the scoot index, but not on the stuff rate, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian's right. There's nobody else to take a goal right. line carry that's just built for it. Craig Reynolds isn't. Jermar Jefferson. Benny Snell. No chance. Benny Snell's on the Lions? Yeah. I didn't even who know knew? <laughs> Who knew he was on the Lions? He is. Uh, so, yeah, this is. it's going to be David Montgomery's work. And because they were successful running inside the five, that great offensive line at Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think they keep doing it here. Let's go to round eight. Brian, if I take Tua Tungo Vailoa as my number one quarterback, round eight, how quickly do I need to back up that pick with another quarterback? Not quick at all. You wait and you wait, and I don't even know if you back him up. Because if you're drafting Tua, you're shooting for the moon. Right. Arguably, the, 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 the top wide receiver duo in the NFL in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. If something were to happen to Tua, if he gets his bell rung once, that's bad news. It's probably over. You go and grab Mike White off the waiver wire. Or at the very least, you're waiting till the last round. If you're if you're drafting Tua, you're all in. So you wait. You don't draft a backup, and you just hope he stays healthy. All right, Scott, if I take Tua in round eight as my number one quarterback, how quickly should I make a backup quarterback pick? Not quickly at all, based, especially based on how drafts are going. But I have to give credit to my guy, Shane Hallam, who had a kind of a thought what he thought was a hot take. And I'm like, that seems like a decent take. He spent this a lot of this offseason off season practicing how to get hit and how to avoid concussions. And he might be more aware of that mm-hmm. than other quarterbacks. So I'm not I'm not sure we need to worry that much. But mostly it's the kind of thing where you can wait several rounds and get safe guys like Goff or Cousins or or wait really, you know, much later and get a guy like Sam Howell, who I love, um, and have that be your backup. You don't have to turn around right away and get a backup. You said sign up. All you have to do is say Sam Howell and I'm in. We're yeah, we, we are a Washington show this year between Howell and, and Dotson, I know. We have a draft together and it's really annoying that we like a lot of the same players. I know, this is gonna be a problem. Coming up in two days. Jeez. Two days. Oh, that's not good. Uh, when we come back, three tough questions. You'll want to play along, see if you can go three and zero with our panel of experts and while you're thinking about your own draft, you might want to check against my cheat sheet. Available for free at guillotineleagues.com. You can also join a public league, a private league, and we have a high-stakes variant of guillotine leagues called Super Chop. 144 teams, 12 12-team 12 leagues. Win your 12-team league. You get uh, you get to cash out right then, plus you get to go to the playoffs for the super big pots at the end of the year. Super Chop at guillotineleagues.com. We'll come back. More Fantasy Football Weekly, hour number two, coming up next.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time for three tough questions. Fantasy Football Weekly continues. Paul Charchian, Brian Johnson, Scott Fish. You can follow us on Twitter at Paul Charchian, at BTXJ. And Scott Fish is at Scott Fish 23. 24. Ken Griffey God, Jr., man. Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Scott uh, Fish 24. There it is. Uh, well, I follow you. I don't have to type in. That's like, that's you know, true. Scott that's true. Fish. You know, I just you know, it's like phone numbers. Who knows anybody's phone number anymore? I yeah, that's you know, very true. When I was a kid, yeah, I actually had to dial them. And you know, let, let me look. Different. I have yours on me. Let me look it up and say it just to, to, to make number? sure. That'd be great. I would love to help you sort out your lineup problems. Please Six? give out my phone number. <laughs> Please call. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's jump in here. Tough question number one. The preseason is the last time to change league rules. Mm. Which league rules are so bad they are deal breakers for you? We begin with Scott. You know, I'm the kind of guy who's created and played in some of the crazy rule, craziest rules you can imagine out there. I'm usually good with whatever, but there are a few I generally don't like. And usually it's the ones that constrain teams' flexibility and ability to manage their own rosters. I feel like we're only supposed to give one for this, and if I'm going to only give one, 
It's positional limits. I absolutely hate them. Like, you can only have two quarterbacks mm-hmm. on your team. You can only have four running backs on your team. I hate that stuff. I get it in a 32-teamer where each team should only have one quarterback. But in a normal 10- or 12-team league, positional limits just irk the crap out of me. Brian. The preseason is the last chance for leagues to change, hone, modify their rules. What league rules are so bad they are deal breakers for you? Uh, The main one is vetoing trades, whether it's league vote or commissioner does it. It never works out well, and it's usually – it's total BS. If there's collusion involved, then someone will step in, the commissioner, and overrule it. So that's my answer. Which, by the way, never happens. You know, for every league that is that's got this horrifying trade veto rule, how many of them actually have a, a legitimate collusion situation where somebody's like, "Oh, let's make a yeah, trade." Yeah, especially especially in friends leagues. It yeah. never happens. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, off balance trades ruin the integrity. That doesn't happen either, no. unless it's right before the playoffs or something. But it, that really doesn't happen either. And this isn't really a rule, but you're not you should you're not allowed to complain about a slow draft. You should not be texting, tweeting, emailing people that are on the clock. Just deal with it you sign up for a slow draft quit whining you big babies mm. sorry i had to put that out there um you're wrong the, <laughs> the trade the veto clock. is an absolute deal breaker absolutely we are, you know yeah. there's you cannot be in a league everyone should trade agree with vetoes that. because everybody's just there to un try to undo we the trades they think values. are not perfectly balanced balance a trade between mutually agreed parties is yeah. a done deal we have our own values and the most of the reason people want to veto something is because it's not good for their for team that's right <laughs> second rule that you are absolute deal breakers. Any waiver claim system that isn't blind bidding. I'm not doing. I'm not rewarding the worst team. They're not going first. Whatever. Rate, whatever. Anything else other than blind bidding. It's the only fair way mm-hmm. and the only strategic way to award free agents is blind bidding. I'm not playing any. I'm not yeah. playing any reverse waiver, worst of first, any of that stuff ever again. Even even rolling waivers really favors the better teams because they can sit and wait until their that's waiver. Right. They don't need to pick up players and they can wait till they have the first pick and then pounce, pounce on, on the on best. Some, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's all design. Any other system. Only makes it better for the teams that are already good. Yep. There's another one I'm tempted on. I'm close. Superflex. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm in a 12-team league, yeah. 10-team league, 12-team league, Superflex, I'm to the point where I don't think I ever want to be in another one-quarterback league. I, I, I've, I've talked about this on shows. My son, he has his home league draft this weekend as well. Ten kids. Um, they've all played in several leagues. My, my son's played for three years. None of them have played in a one quarterback league. Yeah, it's it's to the point where I'm like, is that the stand, the six point touchdown leagues that we used to like for them in 30 years? Are they going to be like, oh, I remember the days of one quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, I think there is going to be that. possible. Tough question. Number two, who will lead the Buffalo Bills in rushing touchdowns? Brian. All right. Here's a breakdown of uh, the Bills. Rushing touchdown leaders last year. Josh Allen had seven. Devin Singletary, five. James Cook, two. Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver, one. We know it won't be McKenzie or Singletary. They're no longer with the team. Buffalo signed Damian Harris to essentially replace Devin Singletary. But even if you gave James Cook the five rushing touchdowns from Singletary, that ties Allen with seven. You have to imagine Harris is going to factor in at the goal line uh, at some point. So it's going to be Allen, especially because... The tush push is going to take over the league. It's a copycat league. We saw the Eagles do it a ton last year. Josh Allen certainly built for the tush push. So uh, I'm going to go with Josh Allen again. Even though they they don't want to beat him up at the goal line, he's their best option. All right. Scott. 
Who will lead the Buffalo Bills in rushing touchdowns this year? So much like Brian, I went down the same road. Josh Allen had six to nine every year of his career, eight, nine, eight in his first three years, then six and seven after he signed his big contract. They, they seem to run it a little less with him at the goal line. Uh, Damian, I would say Damian Harris, but Harris, but I'm not sure how many games he's going to play. He's only played more than 10 games once in his career, only had more than three touchdowns once in his career. A dark horse is the oldest running back in the NFL, Latavius Murray, who had six (laughs) touchdowns last year. (laughs) James Cook had two touchdowns rushing last year on very limited work, but it feels like there might be just enough split to keep Josh Allen at six, seven, eight touchdowns and be the slight leader in that clubhouse. Josh Allen, the past two years, has scored eight times on 20 carries inside the five. It's not a great conversion rate, mm-hmm. somewhere around 40%, right? The previous two years, he had scored four more touchdowns and four fewer attempts. So his effectiveness as a, as a rusher at the stripe is going down. But I also noted the Eagles tush push. That worked so well for Jalen Hurts last year. Teams are going to do that. And mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts you know, is built. And Josh Allen had that similar big body build. Yeah. Like, he couldn't get out Lamar of the end zone on that Vikings game. Oh, no, thank but... God he couldn't on that game. But the, I... I, I really want to say Damian Harris, who's been great here. 23 career rushes inside the five, scored 12 times. It's a 52% conversion rate. That's excellent for Harris. And I think he, I, the Bills may very well want to start dialing back some of those they, tough They seem to have already started. Josh Allen, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I think the tush push is going to give the edge to Josh Allen, but Damian Harris is going to be close. I think this thing could be like, you know, nine Josh Allen, eight Damian Harris. It's going to be close in there. I I think Allen's the safest bet, but a couple of them wouldn't surprise me. Tough question number three. Should leagues among friends have a loser punishment? Scott? Okay, so I posed this to my home league this last week in an email and have not had a response yet from that. Um, I think a super light one is fun, but cool, uh, fun and cool. I, I would like to have something like that. It, but this honestly really depends on your league. I don't think it's a should they or shouldn't they. I think it's completely league dependent. If your league is really cool with it, great. It's fun. It can be It can be fun. Um, the super hardcore ones I'm really not in on, but if that's your league, that's your league so i'm not gonna say yes you should i'm not gonna say no you shouldn't i'd say it's league dependent i really don't have a straight up yes you absolutely should answer for this no it was not posed as a yes no answer question so that's okay all right uh brian should leagues among friends have a loser punishment yeah absolutely if everyone everyone agrees to it and it mitigates some problems in both redraft and like dynasty formats and redraft you're always going to have a couple teams that just totally fall off, stop paying attention, and that messes with the competitive balance of the whole league. If you have a, a, a punishment for last place, that'll keep those owners engaged. And in dynasty leagues, you always have a couple teams that are just tanking purposefully to get better draft picks for the next year. At least that won't mess with the competitive balance either if you have a, a loser punishment. So as long as everyone agrees to it, everyone gets a kick out of seeing them on Twitter and whatnot. So, yeah, sure. I'm excited to hear Charge's answer on this. Well, one thing that you're hitting on that's really important. We like things that keep people engaged. Yes. You know, they, so that your bad teams are still fighting to take, you know, have wins at the end of the year. So fundamentally, I like that. But you you have to fit the personality of your league. If you're in a family league, you can't have Aunt Susan streaking Home Depot. That's, but, you know, that's not going to turn out very but, well. But can you make Aunt Susan eat a dozen blazing wings at the draft next year? Maybe you can. Depends on her IBS. <laughs> 
if you're in a league of smack-talking, oh booze-fueled degenerates, by all means, whip them out, Susan. I mean, this, I think it really just depends on your league Susan entirely. Is... So, it, Scott, you got the correct answer. Okay. It depends on, on your league, but I'm fundamentally down with anything that helps encourage people to, uh, to stay active with a bad team at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah. I had an idea for the, the local Minnesota audience for a last place punishment. You have to go tailgate for a Vikings game in December, but the Vikings are not playing in Minnesota. They're on the road. So you're just going <laughs> tailgating in an empty parking lot all by yourself. Got to fire up the grill. See if you can get anyone to join you. Uh, we've talked a lot about of Washington commanders. Looking forward to the day that they're not the commanders, by the way. Right. That'll be fantastic. What we haven't talked about at all. It's all passing game. It's all our guy. Sam Howell. Howell. What about the running game? Mm. Does Bijan Robinson have the ability to get materially better than he was last year? Do you mean Brian Robinson? Because yeah. Bijan no, feels sorry, like. Sorry, sorry. I think he'll don't, be don't, don't make that mistake no. in the first round the other way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> only only one letter. Can Brian Robinson him. get better? Than last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, you know how I feel about the Washington offense. I'm kind of in on their players for fantasy. But in 12 games last year, I, I mean, not let's not start there, but Gibson is sliding in the McKissick role. McKissick's gone. I think it's going to be a two-way split instead of a three-way split. Uh, Robinson's got had the Robinson will have the whole offseason this year. Doesn't have to deal with the gunshot wound. Uh, he, he, you have to imagine he's going to beat two rushing touchdowns, which is what he had last year. Uh, material better, better, yeah, he'll be better than his RB 33 or whatever last year. Yeah, you got to be excited about new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy for that offense as a whole. And Robinson, as Scott said, only 12 games, he only had nine catches in those 12 yeah. games. Um, he had four catches, I believe, in the last preseason game, so we nearly matched or he, it was about half of his total last year. He should be more involved in the pass game, and again, this, this offense as a whole should be improved uh, more so than last year. So, I'll, yeah, he'll be material, materially better this season. Um, going back to our toughest decisions in every round, we want to talk just briefly. What if you – Round 10. Yes. You need a quarterback. Yes. You, ra- you don't have any. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Anthony Richardson? Are you taking the sure thing or are you taking the upside? Anthony Richardson. He's my QB9 because guys like Hertz and Jackson in the recent years kind of broke the league scoring if they hit. Uh, I will take him over some of those uh, safe guys that come right after him, the Geno Smiths, the the Goffs, the, the Rodgers, the Dax. I can back Richardson up with one of those right after if I want to. Yeah, pop- I want the game breaker. All right, you want the game. You're playing for the upside. Yeah. I can, a lot of standard leagues, that does make sense. you got to be the best out of 12 teams. You yep. need some things to break your way. Anthony Richardson could be that guy. Stay tuned. We come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. We'll talk about some of the vacated targets and running back touches on teams and who could fill the void. Stay tuned. Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian. Scott Fish, Brian Johnson with you. If you're not listening to our Guillotine League podcast, we encourage you to do that. It's called CHOP. Guillotine League podcast, the only Guillotine League podcast. We give you lots of strategy advice for this time of year. And then during the season, we give you very specific bidding advice on the key free agents that may have been chopped in your league and other salient topics. That's the Chop Podcast. We encourage you to listen and subscribe. Can I come on next week? Please. That would be great. All right, you let's do, do it. That? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about it. All right, you'll be the featured guest, Scott, Boom. on the next episode of Chop. Kick Brian right off the show. For That's it. Sorry, Brian. Beginning of the end for Brian's run on Chop. <laughs> I'll just bring uh, Ruby over to play with Pepper. <laughs> that, that, that would be. That's little, all we need. Little musical cheers. As long as Thor's I still get paid my for job it. here, I'll uh, take yeah. Brian's job there. Let's talk about vacated targets. Let's this do it. is it's really where identifying opportunities on teams where they've lost pass catchers, Scott, and some new players could step into right. those vacated targets. Yep. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to go most to least like we've done in the past. I'm, I'm going to touch on a few that interest me a little bit more. That Sometimes there's ones that are just too obvious what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the first one I'm going to start with is at the top, actually. It's the Houston Texans. They lost over 3,000 air yards, oh, 375 targets, wow. 64% of their targets inside the 10. What's there now? 
There's Nico Collins and Tank Dell, which are getting mm-hmm. all the hype right now. Robert Woods and John Mechie are there. It's awesome to see John Mechie come back. I, I don't know that I believe in Robert Woods after after watching the last year and a half of him. Um, but there's also a touch of Dalton Schultz, which, which could be interesting, uh, the amount of tight end targets that were also lost there. But I think it's mostly Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Tank Dell, who has been noted to have quite a rapport with C.J. Stroud in yeah. preseason. And Nico Collins mostly because... Because Charch and I are trying to will this to happen. <laughs> we really are. After, after two, three How years. many times have you and I named Nico Collins as one of our take a chance of or sleepers or whatever? Sleepers Absolutely. He's, this time this, we mean it. This time. This time. We didn't mean it those other times. This is the time we meet it, especially it's, with how he turned out at the end of last season. Does Robert Woods do anything for you? I had, Not a, really. I had a last pick of my draft opportunity on Robert Woods. I did it too. In and I needed, I needed a receiver. Yeah. I, I actually kind of regret it now, but I mean, there's opportunity. Opportunity. There's really opportunity. Is. That's that's what that's the key for it. So last round, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, there are probably some other guys now that I'm a little more in on than him, but uh, yeah, I get it. The Green Bay Packers also, it's kind of obvious they lost Lazard and Cobb and others in the Aaron Rodgers gang. They lost Robert Tunyon, which leaves it wide open for rookie Luke Musgrave. The Pack lost 74 tight end targets. He's really probably the only guy there for that. Um, There's also a decent amount of buzz uh, for taking up those 250 plus targets that were lost for Jaden Reed. It seems like he's locked down that slot guy role over Mm -hmm. in Green Bay. Uh, Jordan Love obviously seems to love... uh, Romeo Dobbs, mm-hmm. so he's probably going to yep. take up a decent amount. But late in your drafts, Luke Musgrave is going to take up almost all that tight end target work, it seems like. But it's a really late, late, late pick yeah. if you really slough the position. Talked about Romeo Dobbs, er, Dobbs, Dobbs earlier in the show, and we're we're big fans. We're, we're in. We're, especially where he's getting drafted. It's I, all wrong. Yeah, this really goes from last week, but the, the show last week. But I'm with you. I'd, I'd take Dobbs at his ADP way over Watson in his. Uh, though I do, you know, I think Watson can be good. Um, over to the Cowboys. Mostly I want to mention this because they lost basically all their tight end targets. And you mentioned it earlier. I was going to go. I thought about making him my sleeper of the week. Yeah. I really, really like taking Jake Ferguson right at the end of my drafts mm-hmm. because we've seen some jo- Dawson, Dawson, or uh, some uh, Schultz, <laughs> Schultz, uh, Dalton, Dalton, Dalton. There yes. you go. Yeah. Dalton Schultz have those five, six, seven catch games. He could be their, you know, tight end one. It looks like he's got the edge on that role. And if he gets 80 to 100 targets, which is what they lost. Oof, that's that's good for a guy that goes last round of your draft. Yeah, that, at that point, it does make sense. There's a lot of D tight ends. There's two Daltons, a Dawson, a Darren. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. We got too many Ds. It's like a law firm out there in <sighs> tight end land. NFL loves the Dallas. D. We Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dan. Let's just keep listing <laughs> things that start with D for the next hour. Well, it's tight end specifically, but Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Same with the Lions for their tight ends. They lost a ton of targets at the running back and tight end position. We kind of know where the running back ones are going to go. That's probably Gibbs. At the tight end position, we're looking at Iowa tight end U alum Sam Laporta soaking mm. up possibly most of that missing 82 targets. And this is, this is a team that... It actually utilizes their tight end even after TJ Hawkinson left last week last year uh Brock Wright scored four touchdowns they, wow. they give their tight end yeah. some work and if Sam Laporta takes up those targets and that especially that red zone touchdown work he's he's not a bad guy to look at as your tight end two or tight end one if you really messed up who should have which been, I've done a couple I times. took I had the option to take any tight end in my in a dynasty mm-hmm. in a dynasty draft yeah and I decided on yeah, it's about Kincaid. 10. nope 
I, I decided to go okay. Laporta. I think he's just. I think he's got more. He's got more opportunity. Yeah, more it's, opportunity. It's like the Addison and Jigba situation where Jigba is probably the more talented, but Addison's got a little more opportunity. Yep. It's probably the same situation. It here. might very well be. Yeah. Uh, any other vacated targets? Uh, I can go to the Titans where they lost 97 wide receiver targets yeah. and 76 tight end targets. Tannehill's back, so that might even increase those numbers a little bit. Uh, Hopkins should take basically all of the 97, right, I would exactly. imagine. Uh, but with the injuries to Burks and Phillips, Chigakonkwu, who had, I believe, 36 targets last year, and they lost 76 tight end targets, Yeah, he could be sitting on 80 to 100 targets himself right there, which a lot. is a a decent spot for Chig. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know what to think of him because there were flashes where he looks really good, and then he's dropping passes, and he looks like yeah. he's in the wrong spot, and I don't, I don't know about Chig yet. Yeah. We'll see, but... Uh, let's move over to the Panthers real quick. Yeah. Lost half their targets, 62% of their air yards, and DJ Chark dealing with a hammy injury. All really speaks well to Adam Thielen, who you mentioned, I believe, mm-hmm. last week as a guy that he has become the main target there in camp. And there's over 200-plus targets right. available. Yes. So he might he walk into— He won't get 200. A, no, no, but he had 107 last year. And if you tell me he walks into 107 of those 200 this Which year— Which could be. Wouldn't nope. shock me at all. Wouldn't yeah. shock me at all for him to be the goal line guy, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Adam Thielen. You know, Justin Jefferson's not on that roster to soak up 140 targets. So, yeah. you know, there's—Thielen could easily go past the 140 targets he had, he had last year. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And on Thielen's old team, the Vikings, they lost 200 targets, 107 were Thielen's. If you combine Thielen and Osborne's targets, that's 197 for Addison and Osborne to share this year. Well, K.J. Osborne's still there. Yeah, that's why I said if yeah. you add Osborne's targets to Thielen's that were lost, that's 197 for Addison and Osborne to share. I get you. Okay, gotcha, if, gotcha. It, it's not a bad spot where you could uh, you could take Addison and back him up with Osborne at the very end of your draft mm-hmm. to kind of hedge your bet, but... The, you're likely thinking Addison's going to win that role and take 100-plus targets out of that offense. All right, Brian, let's go over to running back. To, good job, Scott. Uh, running back yeah, touches, okay. vacated running back touches. So touches we're talking about. A catch, uh, catch and, and, a and a carry combined. Yep, yep. Uh, not targets are not factored into that, so this is touching the ball. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's see where are the vac- where are the vacated spots. Yeah, we're gonna have a couple of crossover teams that have totally overhauled their offenses. We're gonna start with the Lions, who had a ton of vacated targets. They got a ton of vacated touches. Four hundred and twenty-one vacated running back Man. touches. Wow. That's eighty-three percent of their touches <laughs> from last year. Ninety percent. I'm sorry, ninety-seven percent of their touches from inside the five are vacated. Most <laughs> of those went to Jamal Williams, who we yeah. talked about before. He's now with the Saints. DeAndre Swift. Now with the Eagles to replace those two, Detroit signed David Montgomery, and they drafted Jameer Gibbs with the 13th overall pick, sunk a ton of draft capital into him. Again, we touched on this subject earlier. Right now, Gibbs going way earlier than Montgomery in drafts. Gibbs is RB10 versus RB25 for David Montgomery. We all believe Montgomery is going to get the the goal line work, the early down work. And Montgomery's a good receiving back, too. He was top 10 in both yards per catch in yards per route run among running backs last year with mm. the Bears. Okay. And again, you have to assume he gets the goal line work, so I don't get why Montgomery's going so much later than Gibbs. We talked about this in the, the teammates he would rather draft last week, too. It's Montgomery for me all the way. Gibbs will factor in, but you have to love Montgomery's supposed role in uh, this Lions offense going into this season. Uh, the next team we're going to talk about, Scott mentioned them, too. Totally overhauled their whole offense is the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. 326 vacated running back touches. That's 68% yeah. 
of their touches from last year. 79% of their touches from inside the five are vacated. And Chuba Hubbard, I don't even know if he counts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the, still there, but He's uh, still there. So we have to factor in Christian McCaffrey from last year. He didn't finish the season as a Panther. He was traded right. to the 49ers, but he counts in this convo. Yep. Dante Foreman uh, accounted for a lot of those touches. He's gone. So Carolina signed Miles Sanders to uh, to fill the that void. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury uh, in camp, but should be good to go for week one. But Sanders has somewhat of a checkered past regarding injuries. He did play 17 games with the Eagles last year, but just 12 games played in each of the the two seasons prior for Philly. And as you mentioned, Chuba Hubbard is there. And if something were to happen to Sanders, he yeah. is going to be their bell cow, basically. So if I'm forced to pick one, I'm going Chuba way late because Sanders right now at RB21 is way too rich for my blood. Oh, it's not rich enough for my blood. Really? Okay. Um, I'm in well, on Sanders. We'll disagree there, but either right. way, there's a ton of vacated touches for running back. So Sanders, Sanders and Chubbard. Yeah, but if he doesn't Chubbard, get Hubbard, he doesn't, he doesn't or, uh, get hurt. If he doesn't Miles, get hurt, Miles Sanders is sitting on all those carries. He is. I mean, he's not going to get 100% of the, the touches, no. but Hubbard will factor. But yeah, if Sanders stays healthy, he 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 will pay off for that RB21 uh, value right now. So I I can cannot argue that. And speaking of uh, Sanders, his former team, the Eagles, 279 vacated touches. That's 67% of their touches vacated from last year, but just 30% of their touches from inside the five because it was all Jalen Hurts and, and, and the tush push. Yeah. Uh, all, the, all those touches basically went to Miles Sanders, who we just talked about. We know he's in Carolina now. Philly made two notable additions to their backfield in signing Rashad Penny uh, from Seattle formerly from Seattle and trading for DeAndre Swift, but Kenneth Gainwell still in town. And right now they're calling him the starter, the quote unquote yeah, doesn't mean much featured but, back. And yeah. he's the cheapest when it comes to ADP. That's a mistake. People were worried that um, Penny could get cut. He did not play in Thursday night's preseason game. That bodes well for it him. It does bode well. So for him. he should make the team, but uh, this is a scenario where I'm taking the cheapest guy. If you must, but it's almost a backfield to avoid. Rashad yeah. Penny, I does I think it is a backfield to avoid. Uh Rashad Penny had had a had a play last weekend's preseason game where he broke through the line and then just needed to like hit the Jets. And he couldn't. He was lumbering. Drop the piano, Rashad yeah, Penny. He was running in mud. He was play. running in mud. I'm I'm nervous about Rashad Penny, and he's my least favorite at ADP out of this whole group, and I punished him on my cheat sheet. Uh, let's, uh, what's the next team uh, vacated running back touches. I certainly expect you to weigh in on this one charge. It's the Minnesota Vikings, 303 vacated touches, 74% of the running back touches vacated from last year, 60% of the touches from inside the, the five yard line. Of course, those were all Dalvin cooks. He's a jet now. So will all these touches go to Alexander Madison? That's what people are expecting. But Ty Chandler is in the mix. He is in the mix. I think mm -hmm. more of a way than that people yep. realize, especially nationally, they don't understand that Ty Chandler looks like he's set as the third down back right now. And he's just got some zip, some burst, mm -hmm. some elusiveness that Alexander Madison doesn't have. And I think this thing, I think as the season wears on, we're going to see more and more Ty Chandler as the coaches get more and more comfortable with him and his responsibilities as a young player. So, I don't uh, – nah, that's that's how I see this thing shaking mm -hmm. out in Minnesota. Yeah, it's, it's another take-the-cheapest-guy scenario pretty much because you get might be. Ty Chandler at a much greater discount than uh, Alexander Correct. Madison. Undrafted right in some leagues altogether, which I think is a mistake. Speaking of, of undrafted, a running back I love in Tampa Bay who has uh, – who have 272 vacated touches, 58% mm. of their running back touches vacated from last year, 77% 
vacated from inside the five. Those were all basically Leonard Fournette's. Uh, is Sean Tucker, who we'll talk about a little more. People, he's flying under a lot of radar, is getting a little little steam right now. But Rashad White entering his second season, he's the presumed starter. Not so sure that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe in week one, but yeah. I don't know if that's going to last the whole season. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Sean Tucker, but not worried about Chase Edmonds or um, Ronald Jones for the Bucks. No, it's either Tucker or White. But Wait, we'll Ronald talk. Jones is back on the Bucks. I believe so. I don't like think it, so. Now he's somewhere else. Yeah, it does, even if he is, it doesn't matter. It but does. It, you're it, right. It does not matter. We're but Chase Edmonds is. But uh, Chase Edmonds dead to me. Broke my heart into a million pieces last year. Totally non-factor. And uh, we have time for one more team. Um, should uh, Robbie? No, we should. Robbie's telling me we should break. So right. we're going to take a break. When we come back, offensive lines. The five best that you need to know. These are guys that, you know, the offensive line matters. Jamal Williams doesn't score 17 touchdowns last year if he's not running behind one of the great offensive lines. The five worst. Who's got to do it all on their own? We'll tell you the worst and best offensive lines and release this week's sleeper when we come back to the final segment, Fantasy Football Weekly. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Brian Johnson with you. Very excited. It's the first big weekend of drafts. I mean, this is when it really starts to kick off this weekend. Now, from here to really the start of the season, it's all drafting time. These three weeks, this is the big this is the big part right here. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everyone yeah. waits for the preseason to be over. Basically, everyone plays Saturday. I think there's one game on Sunday night. But after that, yeah, then, right. then there's no more excuses and for no. anyone. If you, if you don't have a home league, get one. Try, try to find one. Try to, try to make one. I have a home league. We're getting like this awesome mobile pub, like from uh, are? the uh, twin. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Can I plug? I, I'm not gonna sure. like. I'm. It's not an ad or anything. Okay, I, I paid full price. I got. We got a this mobile pub from Get My Pub. It's a Twin Cities company here. Like we're gonna put it. Like it's a bar thing that you put in your driveway. And oh, we're, cool. We're gonna I have a, know that. Yeah, we're gonna have a. We're Wait, gonna can have. I a, drink beer at your at your draft. Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. It's Get, get My Pub. You better. Comp that, that that pub for fish now. <laughs> no, no, we we paid full price, but it's uh yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun. Get get a home league, do some fun things with it. Draft in person. Draft in, yeah. Draft all of our members in, are yeah, coming, even right. from out of state. All draft of them are coming in drafting person. in person. Yes. Giant draft board. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it's the best. It's the best. Uh, Save me the Dan Arnold. Yeah, that Save wasn't an ad. I just <laughs> was like, yeah. Save me the Dan Arnold sticker, please. Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's go to offensive lines. Okay. Scott starts with the five best offensive lines in the NFL. And it's very important because the touchdowns just come easier. If, yeah, you're, if your line's yeah. great, your quarterback's got more time in the pocket. As your running backs have got more push, lanes. Right? Yes. yes. So it, it's never going to be perfect with offensive line play. Uh, they're, they're a little tough to predict at times, but they, they do matter. Great players can sometimes overcome one, overcome them. Sometimes great old lines have split touches that, you know, you have to deal with. But overall, hot take. It's better to have a good offensive yeah, line. Yeah, Super hot take, news, right? Yes, yeah. Last year, the top six PFF ranked offensive lines going into the season had seven running backs on those six teams rank in the top 20 or higher. Like finishes an RB RB twenty or higher. Yeah, uh, those six O lines actually had five top twelve backs. That's how, it's so much easier. Like you, it is. you have pretty it good is. chance of hitting. Yeah, um, even with teams sharing touches, uh, it, it's hard to leave out uh, the sixth ranked Cowboys who actually had two backs in the top twenty from from that top that top range. Um, even the seventh and eighth eighth ranked teams had each had a top fifteen ranked yeah. quarterback. So like. If you're a top O line, top eight or so O line, you're gonna have you're gonna have good players. So what I did is I grabbed a few opinions from you know PFF, FTN, PFN, Sharp Football, uh, you know Fantasy Pro, like a bunch of different sites. I aggregated it to see like, okay, this is pretty universally what we think are gonna be gonna be a top team. And you the top, lot, you got a lot of subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. So the t- I, t- I looked a lot of places. What I found is the top eight. Offensive line ranks were very consistent, like mixed around, but the top eight were pretty consistent throughout. Let's let's hit through them. Let's let's see where they are. Number one, almost universally, the, Philly. Yes, the yeah. Eagles. Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, their fantasy rusher doesn't play quarter or play running back. <laughs> um, but despite having Sanders had a, having a decent year, time split, um, they still had some good running back production. They did have a running back. In the top twenty, even with their top run, their top score from the rushing perspective in the goal line, uh, being a quarterback, especially it's, when it's they played the, the Giants, they, they had yeah, the top yeah, 10 Boston Scott. Yeah. Next up, the Lions, number two, pretty consistently. Mm, yes. And and who do they have now doing their goal line work? 
David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. There, there's a little reason to love Gibbs too, but David Montgomery and Gibbs. If you got a top O line like that, that might be the uh, Pollard and Elliott from last year, where you're seeing two of them hit the top twenty. Uh, the Browns uh, ranked third. If you average aggregate it out, average it out. Hunt is now gone. Pretty much time for wheels up for Chubb, I think. Yeah, that's a Wheel, that rhymes. I like it. Wheels like up it. for Chubb. Yeah. That's a lot of great players on that line, right? You've yeah. Got, you know, he's old now, but you've got uh, uh, Betonio, uh, uh, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin. I mean, this has been a good offensive line for a long yep. time. Yeah. yeah. I, I said Chubb is my, my RB1 right now. We talked about Jer- Jerome Ford earlier. He's dropped like a rock since his hamstring injury, but he should be good to go week one. A guy you definitely want to keep your eye on whether mm-hmm. you draft Chubb or not. So coming in next on the list is the Baltimore Ravens, where you have J.K. Dobbins, who's, you know, coming off injury. Mm-hmm. There's contract talks. There's Harbaugh making interesting comments about those <laughs> contract talks. But if he is the main guy there, he's got a top O line to potentially, you know, finish top 12, top 20 or top 12, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, next in line, this, this one is going to be clear as day, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> who had a yeah. bottom six offensive line going into last year. However, two of their players, a draft pick from two years ago and a draft pick from last year, really break out as stars on that offensive line. Um, Caleb <laughs> McGarry, I think. Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom really, mm-hmm. really broke out last year to propel them into now what is considered a top offensive line. And you have B. John Robinson. Yeah, what a great landing there. spot. Yeah, end of story. You're not finding a sleeper there to, no. to break in. No, you're not. But it should give you more excitement about drafting him in the first round, knowing that he's got a pretty defensive or pretty good offensive line in front of him. Charge, what's your over under for rushing touchdowns for Johnu Smith this season? <laughs> Um, 0.5. Yeah. yeah, we'll take that. Sounds that. about right. Yeah. That's, I bet he yeah, gets He'll work one in. Yeah, yeah really, mo- a lot of tight ends. You should. <laughs> point, <laughs> point 0.5 is a good line. It's a good line. Uh, next on the list, the Chiefs. Kind of interesting. Uh, split a lot of their backfield last year. There were injuries last year. Their top, ba- top back last year finished as RB34 as Pacheco, who should be the lead dog this year. Can he get enough workload? He's got the offensive line. Can mm-hmm. he get the workload, though? Uh, next in line, the Packers, same story yearly. However, Dylan's efficiency really tailed off last year yeah. uh, in comparison to previous years. Aaron Jones, still the guy. I don't know if we're going to see two. I think, I think it might just be Aaron Jones this year. I'm, I'm a little out on Dylan this year. Yeah. I, I, well, Dylan does get all the goal line work. Aaron Jones had three carries for zero touchdowns inside the five last year. Back do, to John. Do they get the same amount of Back to John o. Smith. Why, yes, Real quick, means. you better <laughs> smash that .5 over. Going back to 2019, rushing touchdown totals, 2-1-2-1. Two, one, two, one. So if you find that line. Oh, the house is a bad line. All day on that .5. Take the over. Uh, good luck finding that line, by the way. The John o. Smith rushing touchdown line is going to be tricky to track down. All right, Brian. The, uh, no. Yo, is there br- another one? No, there's another one, but we're going to stay with me for the uh, the worst. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Brian. No, was, Scott volunteered no, to, no, to do okay, this, and right. I was I very actually stole it from him. I didn't okay. want him to talk about the worst ones, but I do have one more. It's the Dallas Cowboys. They're the last of that top eight. It's very clear. Tony Pollard's gonna Everybody loves him. He's going to be the guy, but is there enough room for Deuce Vaughn for two backs to make the top 20 for back-to-back years? For the mm, Dallas Cowboys. I don't go, know. I'm going to go. No, I don't think Deuce right. is built for that. I don't, I don't think so either. And by the way, Ronald Jones is on the Cowboys, not yes. the Bucks, which I said earlier, he started his career with the, with the Bucks, That's Ronald okay. Jones, That's right. but no one cares about Ronald Jones. Anyway, sorry, Ronald, nothing personal. Oh, boy. We got a quick I was wrong on there. not exactly right. 
So go. Let's go in. Going to the the worst offensive lines, the worst ranked ones uh, by that same by that same aggregate I put together. Going back a few years, I tracked what do you need to do to be a stud running back or a good fantasy producing running back but have a terrible offensive line. It's tough. And there was a very clear trend that started to emerge as I looked through it. Uh, I, I'm going to name a few of the players and see if see if you can uh, you can see the trend. Um, so we have we had Najee Harris a couple of years ago with the with the Steelers. We had uh, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley with the the um, Giant. Giants. Yep. We had Josh Jacobs last year. Really. You need to be an absolute stud mm-hmm. or get a crap a of, ton of volume. Of yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to overcome a bad O line, it like almost everyone in the last three mm. years is like volume, 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 or just a st- so stud good. quarterback. Yeah. Or stud running back. Yeah. All right. So do these teams who are currently <laughs> do they aggregate, have that? Do they have that? That's what I want you to ask yourself when you listen to these teams. Tennessee Titans, do they have that? They are consistently uh, yeah, ranked well, one in, of the two in worst. In theory, yes, but we all think Tajay Sharp's going to have a bigger role, but yeah. mostly yes. Spears. Sorry, Spears. And we were worried that he has no like ACL or MCLs, but that means he can't tear them, right? <laughs> Great point. Yeah. Great point. So I'm over that that worry. Los Angeles Rams. Do you feel uh, Cam Akers is the volume or the st- – I don't know. Well, he's certainly star. not a Hall of Famer. You know, uh, the, the end of last year he was pretty dang good. He was. But – does he get the volume? I don't know that he gets the volume. I don't think it's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Washington Commanders. No. I think it's too much of a split, and neither of them fit that category. Correct. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think so either. No. You you could see the volume if Rashad White was going to steal that job and be mm-hmm. everything, but Sean Tucker has come on and split first-team reps. Yeah. I don't know that they have that or the p- offensive opportunities anymore. I don't either. The last one, New York Giants. I think they might they, have. They, the star. They've got. They've got a guy. I think. I think they, they have the one he's guy. Pretty, he's pretty good. But if if you're if you're looking at offensive lines going into the season, if you're looking at the, some of those bad ones, they really need to overcome. It's it's got to be a stud. It's got to be volume. And I think that Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley are the only two that fit that bill. And Barkley's got Daniel Jones, whose mobility helps him tremendously in, in open, you know keeping the defense honest. Let's go to our sleepers. Let's unveil our sleepers. Great, great work on that, Scott. Thank you very much for okay. all the effort into that. Thanks, Best Scott. and worst offensive lines. Uh, we begin with Brian. Who is your sleeper of the week? Well, I alluded to him earlier, and even though his O line is not going to be good, I, I agree with that. But when you're, if you're taking him in the the, the last round of your draft, I love Sean Tucker, uh, mm-hmm. rookie running back for for mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Prior to the NFL draft. Most draft Knicks had Tucker pegged as a, a top ten running back going yeah. in the draft, but he didn't he didn't test at the combine or his pro day because of, of a heart condition. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be in the rearview mirror. So if, if he didn't have that and he did test at the at the combine and in his pro day, he certainly would have been drafted. He went to Syracuse um, mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one. He was a beast. Pretty ran good. for fifteen hundred plus yards and twelve touchdowns. More than a thousand yards came after contact, which is just like mind-boggling mm. to me uh, for Tucker. And Dang. then in, in 2022, he took a, a slight step back as a rusher. Uh, this was his junior, by the way, and he declared early. So in dynasty leagues, he's, he's a young guy. But uh, in 2022, he became way more involved in the pass game. He tied Jameer Gibbs for the most targets among running backs in the 2023 draft class. So he has that bell cow potential. And really right now, you're just looking at Rashad, Rashad White as his only competition. Yeah. 
for the starting role. And Tucker's been taking – he's been splitting reps uh, with the first team offense uh, this week. So he could take that job, and the Bucks are not going to be good. No. So they're going to want to see what they have in Tucker. He's going to get a good amount of run, probably starting in week one, and he could outright just steal that job from White, who doesn't have a secure hold on it. I have to make it official. Even though I'm, I'm going to go like four straight shows talking about Tank Bigsby. Don't care. Wait, you, you haven't used him as a sleeper No, yet? I have no not way. officially designated really? him wow. as my sleeper yet. We're going to Tank Bigsby. I, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but we have new listeners all the time. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne, not a goal line back. He converted just three touchdowns from inside the five, uh, three carries inside the five last year into touchdowns despite being the workhorse all year long. Also, Etienne averages two catches for 18 yards last year. Tank is better built for goal line use. He's better built for receptions. And touchdowns and receptions and receiving yards are better fantasy point accumulators than rushing yards are. That's what we're here for. Tank Bigsby will score more points than Travis Etienne this year. Laying it down mm-hmm. right now. Tank Bigsby, baby. All right, Scott, your sleeper of the week. So what I originally wanted to do was something we've done before where it's it's a guy that's, you know, high enough in ADP that he's probably not a sleeper. He's definitely people talk about him uh in Jahan Dotson because I absolutely love him for this year. He's not your typical sleeper because people know about him. I'm actually taking him above Terry McLaurin, and I was doing so before the foot injury, yeah. before the toe injury. Um, but I can't go that route. I got to go deeper. Everybody knows about Jahan Dotson. I'm going to go all the way down to wide receiver 71, Tank Dell, oh. who we talked about earlier. Is Why? This tank? It's a double tank, double tank sleeper? It's a, it's a tank, double tank attack. Double it's tank sleeper? blitzkrieg <laughs> on Fantasy Football Weekly. Oh, boy. The tank bank has grown. Wide receiver 71 feels ridiculous for me for a person, for a, a wide receiver that might be the wide receiver one or wide receiver two on their NFL team. Uh, he's His 17th round ADP is ridiculous for a player who's been touted all off, making great plays all off, all off season and supposedly the favorite target of CJ Stroud. They have so many vacated targets. It feels like he's going to walk into 70, 80, 90, 100, 110 targets with barely even trying. All right. Tank and tank. Tank and tank. We talked earlier in the show about loser punishments. Let me tell you about the two, my two favorite loser punishments I've ever heard of. Okay. Number one. Yes. There's a group in Washington. Yes. Where the winner gets to send the loser mm-hmm. to the location of his or her choice. Okay. On Super Bowl Sunday in the continental U.S., so the loser has been sent to Devil's Tower in the middle of Wyoming okay. on, on Super Bowl Day. They've been sent to International Falls, Minnesota, the northernmost point in the continental that U.S. wonderful. And it would happen to be like negative 14 that day. I'm from Ely. I would like that. You would like that. It's, that's, that is a great loser punishment. And you got to pay your own freight, by the way. Oh, that sucks. The other one, you have to go to open mic night mm-hmm. as the loser and cold read jokes written by the rest of the league. Yeah. It's like it's that. crazy you mentioned that because that is what my home league is doing for next year. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> that could be really dicey. <laughs> that You have to open envelopes and read the jokes for the first time at Open Mic Wonderful. Night. Wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's some loser penalty right there. Uh, GeekTLeagues.com, all my cheat sheets available for free and also... 
love a guy joining Guillotine League. It's the most fun you're going to have playing fantasy football. I it promise is. you're going to love it. Super fun new format. You're going to have a great time with it. It's a totally unique way to play. If you've been playing the same way for 13 years, this is your chance to shake it up, play a whole new style of fantasy football at guillotineleagues.com. Talk to you next week, everybody, for more Fantasy Football Weekly. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.